Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're on The Burt Show. So this is the time of year where everybody thinks they're starting to get very serious about their health in the next year. This is the year I'm going to go to the gym. And you do. You sign up for that gym fitness and you use it for 14 days and you never go back in there ever again. Uh, We're going to try to change that this year. We have brought Jason Collarin in to really dumb it down (laughs) for people that are just starting to work out for the first time or really intimidated, don't have any idea where to find a trainer or find a qualified trainer. Before we get into that, I think it's important to sort of establish your credibility in this area. So who are you and why are you even here? My name's Jason Collarn, and I've been, uh, you know, an athlete in the fitness industry for over 22 years now. So I've worked at big corporate places, and to me, the most of the fitness industry is is a sham, and that's why I opened my facility to help people. So I've been through some specialized courses, um, you know, manual muscle testing with physics, resistance mechanics. Um, So that's why we get a lot of kind of special clients. But I've also taught for physical therapists and orthopedic surgeons. And again, I opened because I, I feel like there's not many places out there that are good enough for people. It's just kind of training mills where they want to take your money. So for those that don't have any idea at all how to pick a trainer, how do you know if they're credible or not? I would definitely look at their social media. If it looks like they're all about them, uh, you've got a complete narcissist on your hands, and, you know, it's probably just about them getting paid. So what does that mean? Like a whole bunch of pictures of them flexing in a mirror or them doing the exercises? If it's all shirtless selfies and, and uh, exercises that look dangerous, then that's not a good fit right off the bat. That's um, a lot of trainers today. Yes. That's most. If you are interviewing trainers or you're interested, when you sit down, a lot of times in corporate, they'll come in for like the double team or the hard sell. If that ever happens, walk away. What does that look like? If I say, Bert, we're going to get you signed up for this many sessions at, you know, this rate. And you're like, well, you know, I'd like to look at a couple different places. And I say, well, hold on right there. And then they go get their manager. The free session is not about a personal training session. So most places, they just beat you down. You know, you don't have to throw it, pass out, or die to have a great workout. <laughs> so what they'll do is they'll beat you down and be like, wow, you're out of shape. You need a trainer. And then you feel bad about it. You feel vulnerable. And then they just prey on you. Let's say you go through your, your free session or orientation. They'll, they'll call it a lot of different things to, to not let you know they're trying to sell you. That fitness manager, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear. They're going to sell you. You think you're training with them, and then you get passed off. I want to ask one thing. What does that look like going into a gym where there are people who are elite athletes, but you're also catering to people, I guess, like me, or are you? You know you have a good trainer because they're going to ask you questions constantly. So for me, like every rep is a constant assessment. And if you show up and they have a a pre-programmed workout, then again, that's not a trainer you want to work with. It should be client defined. Mm -hmm. So based on your needs, when you come in, we'd probably start with positional isometrics, which are simple, but in the fitness industry, simple doesn't sell. It's all these 
you know, circus acts on social media. And again, those are the people you want to stay clear from. And if they're making a lot of posts, it means they're not doing it in real life. That's another thing. I don't even have a personal, you know, Instagram. You should be using machines if they're talking about we only do functional fitness. And I say, okay, well, I guess what I do is dysfunctional, but it seems to work. (laughs) The science of it has been lost. So machines are a great way to precisely apply force and minimize joint stress. You don't need to be flipping tires and and swinging on a pull-up bar. And that's why so many injuries happen. So that's why there's a sports medicine. And if they say train like an athlete... I mean, the amount of sports injuries you hear about, mm-hmm. that's the last thing you should be doing. So if you go in and they have you running, doing things like that, everybody thinks that running's healthy. I mean, there were 25 million running injuries reported. I think it was a study from one or two years ago. So that's not healthy either. So it should be, think about a callus to a blister. You don't want to go into, say, one of these popular cross-training places. I won't mention the name. But you go in and they push you hard. And then, again, they try to prey on you and say, oh, you you really need to get in better mm-hmm. shape. It's like, you know that because that's why you're there. So you're looking for help. I think it's pretty easy to find in the first conversation whether or not they're actually there for you or if they're there for themselves. And then ask them questions. What are my goals? Mm-hmm. What do you think is a safe uh, list of progressions to get me to those goals? Another thing, too, they'll say, oh, my philosophy. We're not philosophers here. This is science. There needs to be safe and strategic progression. So if you haven't been training in a while, uh, the last thing you need to be doing is high-impact exercise. So, again, positional isometrics or using machines are a great way to slowly progress so you're not too sore. Because what happens is, just like if you get a, a deep tissue massage, and then you feel kind of out of it, and they're like, oh, it's the toxins. No, it's not the toxins. There's so much force into your nervous system and your muscular system, they just beat the crap out of mm-hmm. you. So that's the same thing with these workouts. So if you go in and you feel like they're going too hard or they don't you know, kind of back off, I tell my clients, anytime you need to grab some water or catch your breath, do it. Man, that is so nice to hear because I've worked with a trainer that was like, you can't have water. <laughs> Seriously, they're like, they're like I, I would wait until I was done with like whatever the terminology is, the set, and I would go get water because I would just be so thirsty. And he's like, you're using it as crutch. You can't have it for the rest of the day. As a water. As yeah. a crutch. Yeah. Okay. As a crutch. <laughs> Your muscles don't need blood. Forget about right? hydration. Yeah. It's like so if you go in and you are thinking about a trainer and they don't ask you what your goals are, immediately that's a huge red flag, right? It's a huge red flag because if they don't know what your injuries and limitations are, and even if they do ask, they're still assuming that there aren't problems or you know neuromuscular imbalances that you don't know about. So it could be an injury you had when you were a kid or if you had if you were in a boot or had crutches, you know, things like that because you can't just, you know, hit a reset button and undo those compensation patterns. So then they go off this assumption that you're perfectly healthy, and then every time they're adding load, it's going to magnify that problem until you have a blowout. So you could have been in the garden, you know, hunched over, your back's kind of tight, then you go in for a workout and something happens, then who's to blame? You know, if they don't do an accurate assessment, yeah, they really need to gather more information and ask more questions. All right, so let's take trainers right out of it. There are some people that aren't even going to be able to afford a trainer, but you can afford to go to any kind of gym on any one of these corners here. You don't know anything about the equipment. What is it you should look for in a gym, and how do you educate yourself before you even step foot in one of those? That's a great question. So if it's a big gym, I would definitely go during prime time and see how busy it gets or whatever whatever time you can make it in. That way you know ahead of time if it's going to be a good fit. When you're looking around, if it's just kind of an open format or open floor with you know tires and rowers and kettlebells, things like that, that's not a good thing. If there are a good amount of machines that you can use – 
then that's a good thing because then from there, you got the selectorized ones with the pins. You can make progress, and you can also use the strength training pieces like the machines for kind of a form of cardio. So you can go higher rep, and then as you progress, you can start to lower the reps and add a little bit of resistance. But it's all about just making a little bit of progress, just enough of a workout to not be sore. Maybe a little sore is fine. You will, you will get those adaptations. But, again, if it's kind of an open format, that's probably a place that you want to stay away from. Or if they just write a workout on the board and then you're just doing it unsupervised, mm-hmm. like the places that you'll see them running up and down the street. If you're charging money for people to run up and down the street, I don't have anything good to say. And then before you even walk in there, look at the reviews. I've seen some places where there may be personal training studios or do a little bit of both. And you look at the reviews, I mean, if it's a lot of, you know, two, three, one-star reviews and those are experiences that people had, that could be a big red flag. But if you go in there, ask some of the members. Or if there's a trainer you're interested in working with, ask some of his clients and say, you know, how has your experience been? And then for the trainer and the clients, have you been successful? And if so, what are your measures of success? Jason Colloran from Elite Edge Sports Performance. Thank you for being in here. I just want to let you know that when you walked in here, Mo whispered in my ear that he could kick your ass. He said he could kick your ass. No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lover. <laughs> you and me both. I'm a snuggler. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you, man. You're on The Burt Show.